Welcome to the Carrots and Cake Podcast. I'm your host, Tina Hopper, an FDN practitioner, author, mom, and IBD advocate. Tune in each week for real-life advice and strategies for becoming your happiest and healthiest self, all while thriving in the gray area. Trust me when I say, you can have your carrots and cake too. When it comes to recovering from burnout, it's never one thing. In this video, I'm gonna talk about a number of strategies that I used in order to recover from burnout and honestly help me feel my best every single day. Hello, I am Tina Hoppert. I am an FDN practitioner and the woman behind Carrots and Cake. In this video, which is actually part three of this series on burnout, I'm gonna talk about some additional things that help me recover from burnout. If you missed the first video, it was all about my personal story with burnout and some of the symptoms that I experienced. The second video was pretty much the key things that really made a difference in recovering from burnout. And this video is really the additional thing that got me there. Okay, so let's dive right into this because I have a lot more to tell you and a lot more ideas when it comes to recovering from burnout. So the first thing I wanna highlight is I really prioritize sleep. So if you watch my previous videos, you heard me talk about waking up at three or four in the morning to work or staying up late answering emails or being on Instagram doing who knows what. So when I was in this burnout phase, I made it a point to go the F to sleep. And that's what I always say in my head. When I'm sitting up watching Netflix or scrolling on my phone, in my head I say, go the F to sleep. So if you're somebody who is up late scrolling, you're just not going to bed, I hope you remember me saying, go the F to sleep. So I really started to prioritize sleep. So my son goes to bed at eight o'clock. So I would put him to bed at eight and I would go to bed at 8.30. And I started that during my burnout phase. I still do that till today. The latest I go to bed is probably nine o'clock. I'm such an old lady nowadays. And not to say that I never stay up late, but for the most part, most days of the week, I'm going to bed between 8.30 and nine. Like sleep is so, so important as far as recovery goes, getting enough rest. There's so, so many reasons for prioritizing sleep. So I just really made it a point. And honestly, I feel like this is one of those like low hanging fruit, like just go to bed. I mean, like you need the sleep. Why not make it a point to rest your body? I mean, you are stressed out. Your body is in a burnout stage. It needs rest. Why not just go to sleep. I feel like this is one of the easier changes that I made. And I mean, sleep is lovely. I mean, I bought a weighted blanket, made such a difference. We got blackout curtains. I have a fan now that runs, you get that nice breeze, but do whatever you need to do to get a good quality night of sleep. And yeah, making that a priority made such a difference as far as my recovery goes. And still today I prioritize sleep. And I honestly think that's why I feel so good most days of the week. The next thing I did related to sleep was was making sure that I got sunlight first thing in the morning. And sunlight is really important as far as resetting our circadian rhythm. And when I am reading tests from clients, a lot of times we'll see that circadian rhythm like totally out of whack. So another low hanging fruit is 
waking up in the morning, getting some sunlight on your face and your eyeballs and just getting outside in nature. So what I tell my clients is if you have a dog, take your dog for a 20 minute walk in the morning. If you have like a front porch or a back deck or something like that, take your coffee and drink it outside. Just do anything to get your butt outside to get that daily sunlight. The next change that I made during my burnout recovery is I just stopped doing everything. So again, type A personality, a bit of a perfectionist, but you know, I was the person at home doing everything, cooking, cleaning, laundry, running errands, loading and unloading the dishwasher. Can't tell you how much time I spend loading and unloading the dishwasher. But during this time, I just stopped doing everything. And honestly, like my husband knew I was struggling during this time and we just had a conversation and I was just like, Hey, I just need more help around the house. And I literally stopped doing things. <laughs> and you know what? If you have a good partner like my husband, they'll pick up the slack. And he did. And I mean, he started cooking meals. He started doing laundry. He started doing the grocery shopping. It was amazing. And honestly, at this point, in our lives, like my husband helps out a ton around the house. I mean, our tasks and responsibilities are close to 50-50. I mean, it's never gonna be 50-50 in a marriage. It always kinda, you know, swings and ebbs and flows and everything like that. But he picked up the slack and it made such a difference because there were so many days prior to being in burnout that I felt like a chicken with its head cut off. There were just so many things on my plate, so many responsibilities, just being a business owner, a wife, a mom, there were just so many things on my plate. And honestly, I just stopped. I really just prioritized what was most important and anywhere where I could get some help, I did. I mean, I made it a point. I mean, carrots and cake, we hired three people to join the team. So I wasn't doing every single thing. I hired somebody to clean my house. Occasionally I got grocery delivery just because I didn't want to go to the grocery store. Um, little things like that made such a difference. So just encouraging you, if you're somebody who is doing all the things, like look at that list of things that you are doing and see where you can get help. I mean, is it asking a partner to help you? Is it asking your kids to help you? Is it hiring somebody, paying some money for somebody to pick up your dry cleaning or pick up some groceries for you. I just think those little things are compounding. It's just, you have to do this. You have to do that. You have to check it off your list. And it gets to be a point where it's just so overwhelming. And I recognize that. Thankfully, I recognize that during this burnout period, but literally not doing so many things made such a difference. So you just have to look at your life, figure out what's important, what can go and where you can get help. So related to asking for help, not doing everything is I kind of like lowered my expectations. And this kind of goes back to my last video where I talked about therapy and just like all the benefits of talk therapy, but I really changed my expectations about how much I expected of myself, how quickly things needed to be done. And I just stopped caring about everything so much. So like I was that person that would be doing dishes at 10 o'clock at night because I didn't want dishes sitting in the sink overnight. So like little things like that, where now there are dishes in the sink overnight and I just don't care. <laughs> <laughs> the laundry's not always done. So some of these around the house tasks, I really like lowered my expectations on. And honestly, like I just sat on the couch more and I joke about this all the time, but I think sitting on the couch was really good for me in my recovery because when I started therapy, I remember talking to my therapist about this. Like I 
Don't think I can sit on the couch for five minutes without doing anything. Like if I was sitting on the couch, I was watching TV. I was scrolling on my phone. I was folding laundry all at the same time. And she challenged me or my therapist challenged me to sit on the couch and do nothing for five minutes. And I remember the first time doing that and sitting there and being like, well, what should I do? <laughs> like literally nothing. This is why you were in burnout. <laughs> <laughs> because you are doing a million things all the time. And that first five minutes of sitting on the couch was so uncomfortable. I didn't like any of it, but over time it got easier and easier to literally sit on the couch and do nothing. And nowadays I enjoy sitting on the couch. Sometimes I read a book. Sometimes I snuggle with the dog. Sometimes I watch TV and sit on the couch, but really like giving myself some grace relaxing all of my expectations. It just made such a difference. I guess this is all in the bucket of self-care, but there were so many things that I was doing at the same time that I literally like couldn't figure out how to do less until I made it a point to do less and lowered my expectations around that. Like I was the person that always had a to-do list with 20 things on it. And nowadays like that list is a lot smaller and I prioritize what's most important. And I ask myself, is is this important? Does it need to happen today? Is this something that can wait a few days? But yeah, in general, just lowered my expectations about what I should be doing, how much I should be doing. And yeah, just like giving myself more grace, more non-judgment and yeah, just more of that like self-love and self-care. So the next thing I did to help my body recover from burnout was giving up alcohol and caffeine. And I know this doesn't sound fun, but this was a necessary part of my recovery 100% because during the years leading up to this burnout phase in my life, I was relying on alcohol and caffeine way too much. I mean, I was really tired first thing in the morning. I was crashing in the afternoon. So I was, you know, consuming a lot of caffeine to keep me going. Like I needed a coffee in the morning to get my butt out of bed. And then, yeah, in the afternoon when I was dragging, I would go get another coffee. So it was just a lot of caffeine throughout the day. And what I've learned about caffeine in my body is that my body's pretty sensitive to it in this fact that like, I will have a glucose blood sugar response from having too much caffeine. So having all that caffeine was affecting my blood sugar too. So it was like, no wonder I was having cravings and energy swings and gaining weight out of nowhere. So I cut back on caffeine. I mean, I gave up caffeine for years to be honest. And I think it really did help my recovery. And then related to the alcohol, I feel like I was using alcohol to deal with stress. I mean, at the end of a stressful day, I would have a glass of wine. Sometimes I'd have three glasses of wine. Wine. On Friday and Saturday nights, I would drink a whole bottle of wine because I was just so stressed and that bottle of wine was stress relief. And honestly, like drinking all that alcohol was putting so much stress on my body. And honestly, like going to therapy, finding other ways to deal with stress made all the difference. So instead of just relying on alcohol to, I don't know, numb my feelings or, you know, all the things that alcohol does. I started, I don't know, I started going for more walks and listening to more podcasts and reading in bed and taking hot showers and you know buying fancy face products and body lotions and things like that. But, but just really doing a lot of these like self-care stress relief things instead of just going to alcohol to relieve stress. So that was a hard transition just because alcohol was a pretty big part of my life and also part of my social life. But honestly, like the more, 
more I didn't drink or the more I refrained from drinking alcohol, the easier it got. I can honestly say the first few weeks of not drinking alcohol, that was challenging because it was different. It was a change. It was uncomfortable. But honestly, like a month in, I really didn't miss it. And now, you know, I still consume alcohol on occasion, but I have a very different relationship with now with it now. It's honestly kind of like a special occasion instead of something I do all the time. And finally, the thing that I do think made a difference in this recovery process was doing more things for myself. And I know this is like the cheesy, like self care. I mean, I wasn't necessarily taking bubble baths or anything like that. I mean, I may have done like an Epsom salt bath once or twice, but there was definitely a big piece of self worth tied into all of this and running myself ragged, doing all the things. And, you know, therapy definitely helped me explore a lot of this, but there was a lot of times where I felt like I didn't deserve rest or I needed to do X amount of work before I could rest. And I mean, I even think about buying things for myself or treating myself to a manicure or massage or something. There were so many times I didn't think I deserved these things or I needed to earn more money in order to have these things. And I really changed my mindset about that. I mean, there was even a time that I had like this crazy mental debate. It was probably like a week long mental debate about buying a new winter coat for myself because there really was some like self-worth, you don't deserve these things type mentality. So it took me a while to work through that in therapy, but honestly, this was a big part of just taking care of myself and doing some of that like inner child reparenting and whatnot. I mean, that's a video for a different day, but like little things like booking a manicure for myself or having my, my husband put our son to bed so I can just get in bed and read a book, you know, before I fall asleep, like buying myself a new pair of slippers just because I wanted some like comfy slippers to wear around the house. There's like these little things that I feel like in the past, I never would have done for myself. But when I got to this burnout phase, I just kept looking for ways to like take care of myself, nourish myself, change my mindset on things and just really like love myself, which I know sounds so cheesy, but there was definitely like an element of like self-love that made all of a difference because I think when I was in those years leading up to this burnout phase like maybe I didn't love myself as much as I could have or I just kept pushing myself so so hard and when I got to this burnout phase and knew something needed to change like this was one of those things that it, it was hard to quote unquote, love myself, but doing that inner work, doing some journaling, treating myself and maybe buying myself a couple things made such a difference. Cause really in the past, like I didn't do any of that stuff. It was such a weird mindset, but yeah, like simply taking care of myself. And a lot of times I would put myself almost in my son's shoes. So my son is eight, he's almost nine, but sometimes this came from therapy, but talking to myself, the way I would talk to my son. And it was definitely like a more gentle, kind approach with non-judgment, with grace. It was just such a big part of self-care and self-love. And it just really made a difference in the long run. Okay, so let's sum up here. It's never one thing when it comes to burnout, but I do think if you are open and willing to make changes, you will get there. And I hope these videos and this video series has helped you identify ways that you can actually 
get your body to a good place and recover from this burnout and help you feel good every single day. And I can't emphasize this enough. Like you shouldn't feel like crap every day. Like you shouldn't be dragging your butt. You shouldn't feel fatigued every single day. Like you should feel happy and balanced every single day. And I can honestly say when I went through this burnout time, I felt really, really bad. And now that I'm recovered, I feel good every single day. And if this video resonated with you, you feel like you're somebody who is struggling through burnout, let me know in the comments. And if you're somebody who has recovered from burnout and there are certain things that have helped with your recovery, leave that in the comments too. I honestly think having this conversation and hearing from other people who have gone through it can be so, so helpful as far as supporting each other and giving each other the information and education to help them as far as this journey goes. If you enjoyed this video, I would love for you to take a second to like it and subscribe so you don't miss future content.